Yes, Counterattack Podcast with myself, Daps, again. Back again with another one. Um, today, I've got um, a young Charlton player making his way up. Um, one for the future. Good, good player, man. Good, good guy with, with, head, with a good head on his shoulders. So um, we're just going to get into it. But as always, guys, make sure you like, subscribe, share. And um, I'm just going to keep giving you the content as you look like it. Also, recently, my cheeks are looking a bit a bit puffy recently. Give me, give me two weeks. I've been back on the running, guys. Get me. So I need to like lose a, lose a couple. Lockdown wasn't good. But yeah, we're going to get straight down to it. So we've got um, Brendan Wiredu. I, I, I don't... I know how I'll say it in my Nigerian way, but I don't know how he wants to be how he wants it to be called. So um I'm gonna I'm gonna bring him in here and we're just gonna get down to it. So let me get him in now. Yes, 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 my guy, what's going on? Ah, oh, sugar, you're on mute. One second. That's not a great way to to start this, is it? One second. Unmute, unmute. All right, yeah. Okay, uh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, so how are you doing, man? I'm good, I'm good yourself? I'm good, man, good. How's your day been? Been calm, to be fair. Went into the training ground this morning to, mm. to get a little rub. We had a game yesterday, innit? so. Went in, went to the training ground this morning to get a little rub. Go back in again tomorrow, so it's been a right chill day, to be fair. Yeah, um, under-23 games, um, are they still going on now? Yeah, yeah they going are, on as, as normal, yeah. Still yeah. going on as normal. I, I don't know why that's that, I, I knew, but um, I thought they were going to, um, like, cut those, cut those off as well. Is that, like a, is that like a fear that you probably had as well? With the whole COVID yeah. situation going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, because the way it stopped last time was a bit miraculous, like very spontaneous. So abrupt. Yeah. Yeah. So like we're we're actually we look like oh, are we gonna are we actually gonna play next week? Are we actually gonna play next week? But yeah. I think we're quite certain it's gonna go on for the rest of the season now, to be fair. Yeah, I think when I was looking at football last week, I was thinking that it's probably gonna get called off again you know with all of these matches the Aston Villa matches getting called off and and all of these COVID testing um coming back negative and everything was yeah. that is that a thing that you guys have to proper be wary and conscious of like do you have to as an under 23 player have to get the testing regular as well yeah we get tested twice a week <sighs> twice a week is that so, the nose one yeah rapid test and those one very uncomfortable hate it yeah no nah, man that's 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 all mad, and and even just like having to make sure you're around the right people, you have to. Yeah. yeah what's what's, you what's that really like do. for you? What's that like for you as a young player? Because obviously, you're young. Not saying you need to. You want to go out and everything, but at the same time, you need to have a social life. Like, what's it like yeah. not being able to be around anyone and having to be proper weary? It's different. You're basically like secluded. You're basically in an isolation yourself. Mm. sort of thing because you, you want to play football so you don't really want to be the one that gets the positive test then you miss 10 days what 10 days of not training which pushes you back from everyone else yeah but um it's black like, for me personally i i like to be with my friends in it but lucky for me most of my friends are footballers 
So we're all in like this the same sort of boat. Yeah. So um we do see each other, but it's normally after we the testing sort of thing. So when everyone knows they're negative and then yeah, we see each other, but it's very it's very different to before. Yeah. So one thing I want to ask you, yeah, is with all of this COVID stuff and they're telling you when you man score, you're not allowed to celebrate with each other, you all got to sit far away from each other and everything. Don't you think to yourself, but, you know, you're going to want us to kick, kick each other on the pitch in a second? Personally, I don't think that makes any sense because mm. we come into close contact anyways. Mm. Either we celebrate or not with each other, we're actually tackling each other. Yeah. Like we're grappling with each other, so and to tell, tell people not to um to to tell people not to celebrate with each other is actually very difficult. Mm-hmm. Like you get caught up in the moment. Like I scored yesterday, and big up, big up. Never, it never once crossed my mind to not celebrate with everyone. Mm. Like mm. so, I think for them to say that is a bit tough. But I see why they're trying to do it. But being able to implement it is going to be very tough. Yeah. So um. Was it a good goal? Yeah, look, let's, let's talk about it. You're so quick to bring it up. You didn't even allow me to bring it up. So <laughs> let's, let's talk about your goal. Like, was it a good goal? It was right, wasn't it? Like, so it was free kick. Chris on, picked it on and I tapped in. Well, normal, yeah. them poacher ones. Okay, cool. <laughs> but for those that don't know, um, you're obviously at Charlton. Yeah. How's, how's your season going for you, do you reckon? Um, I think being been personally... To my standards, it's been a very slow, slow season, slow, steady season mm. in terms of what what I wanted to achieve this season. The the plans I had for this season has been very slow and steady. Yeah. If I'm honest. What do you attribute that down to, do you reckon? Well, I think the way it started, because I, so during the break, the first lockdown, I had, I went to do um per, like one-to-one training and I done my uh, MCO. So by the time we came back, I was already injured. So I've mm. missed the whole of pre-season. pre-season. Mm. Yeah. And I've come back. Obviously, I've hit the ground running. But I think pre-season was when I wanted to either supplement my place in the, in the first team or go out on loan. Mm. Obviously, the injury kind of messed up. So I could say that it's, I'm behind sort of thing. Yeah. But it's funny because you, you say you're behind, but that's just behind by your standards and where you want it to be. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? But I'm pretty sure if you ask some of you know your peers or whatever, they'll probably say, nah, he's he's doing great, he's doing great. Because obviously you made that FA Cup. Um oh, can you see that on this on the screen? Mm, the internet. Yeah. You're, okay, you're back, you're back. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So um obviously you made your FA Cup um appearance last month. So yeah. a lot of people might be thinking, oh no, no, he's doing well, he's doing well. What was that like for you though? Coming in, coming on, I mean not coming on, like playing in the FA Cup game. Uh, for me, that I, sh- I should be playing in them games. Tell that, them. That's what I want. That's why. Yeah, that, that's why I, I set my high standards very high, and I should be playing in them games. Mm. I want to be one of those players that you see when you play in the league games, you're not really looked at to play in the FA Cup games. That's mm-hmm. that's one of the players I want to I want to be. So playing in the FA Cup game, obviously, is a good thing. A young player like me playing in the game against very experienced players is a, is a good thing but I don't really want to settle for that if that makes sense I want to mm. be playing I want to be playing week in week out in the league yeah and then being on the bench and if needed 
to come and change the game. Yeah, it will bring you on to come and change the game. Mm. Yeah, I hear that. And so for you now, you've come on, done done well and everything, played played the game. When you hear now, okay, back to the under twenty threes for you. Yeah. Mentally, what does that what does that do for you? Because you're someone, and we're gonna come on to it. Who you've played senior football now when you yeah. went out and learned before. So what's it like for you having to go back to the under 23s and continue to work? It's tough. Very, very, very tough. Mm. Very tough. But then I won't come and lie and say when I go back there, I'm thinking, yeah, I, I want to be here. at the start. I was like, no, this is, I don't want to be playing 23s. I wasn't happy at all. Mm. But um, I think as time went on, I realised that if I want to be back up there, I have to be the best player in the 23s. Mm-hmm. So, and the only person who's going to do that is me. Yeah. So I think my whole mentality changed sort of bit towards the 23s that if I'm going to go back up there, I have to be the best player on the pitch for not only my team, but mm. the other team. Yeah. So. Uh, what's it What's it like having someone like Jason Newell um, around? That, yeah. Uh, I like Jace, yeah, he's good. He's a very he's a very good uh, he's a character. Um mm. he knows he knows when to joke around, but then when he's serious, that like, he's a, a very serious guy. You can learn a lot from him as well. Like, I think this season the most I've learned a lot from him. I've yeah. been able to speak, I've been able to speak to him more, not even just in terms of football, but even personal life as well. He's he's yeah. good advice. He's been through He's been through it all, so he's he's a good person to have to speak to. Yeah, I had him on had him on the podcast as well, not not too long ago. So um, he's he's a good guy, man. And if you're gonna learn from anyone, you got you you're gonna learn from him. And I, and I think one thing that sticks out with him is the fact that yes, you guys are young and whatnot, but he treats you a lot like men. Yeah, he gives yeah. you the, he gives you the respect as like of being a man first before yeah. Before and how important is it for you because obviously you're growing up, so to have someone who takes you on and and talks to you like a man and treats you like one, how important is that in terms of just your development, not just football but in life too? It's very very important. Like for example, when I went on, when some people haven't been on or been to that senior like a senior team, so. I think it helps get you ready to go to the senior into a senior change room when yeah. someone's talking to you like a man and you're being respected as a man and it even teaches you to respect people as a man because respect goes a long way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what's what's the main differences for you though? Um, you're back in under 23s now. You obviously played for um, first team a couple of times. So when we go back and look at your time at Colchester and even Bromley, what, what are the main differences for you between senior football, men's football and the under-23s? Senior football, everyone wants to be there. Uh, 23, mm-hmm. you, can, you can tell not everyone wants to be there. So even when you're playing the game, it's just like people, sometimes people are even joking in a match. Like it's, it's not as serious as it is first team. Mm. So... And the pace of the game is so much different. Mm-hmm. So much different. More of 23 is more technical. I'd say that you've got all the nice, technical, pretty football. But with the first team, it's different. You've got some people who play the pretty football, but most people, it's their livelihood. So mm-hmm. they're doing anything by any means to get the three points. Yeah. So when after you now, you know, you're, you're playing first team football and everything, 
obviously you don't want to come back to Charlton and be under 23s again. Yeah. So after after that happens, is it whose decision is it most? Obviously, if the club want to send you out, the club have to send you out. But was it yeah. is it ever a thing where it could potentially just fall on you or be a thing of a conversation between you, between you, your agent, and the club? Like whose overall decision was it for you to just actually just stay and work in the under 23s? Um, well, partly mine because mm-hmm. I was like. I know I'm good enough and I want to prove that I'm good enough to get into the first team. Yeah. But the cons of that is that I am missing out first team football and I'm mm-hmm. still playing 23s. Yeah. So I I wanted to I wanted to stay and not go alone to prove that I can go into the first team and that I should be playing in the first team. So I wanted to play 23s to do that. Mm. obviously now it hasn't worked as of yet but now I'm thinking it might make sense for me to go on and actually get the experience again of being in that environment because I'm losing out in a sense yeah and it's it's funny because it's one that people don't really a thing that people don't really talk about obviously there's the you know you could fight in the under 23s for you to get your chance or you could just go and get the men's football what's that battle like in your head constantly when week in week out you might not be getting picked but you're doing your bits yeah. for the under 23s but you're not getting picked for the first team what's that battle like in your head and how hard is it to just keep mentality strong it's a the battle was a very very hard battle i'll i'll be so honest mm. like that's like you said playing 23s i'm you're i'm scoring since i've been back from injury i've been scoring playing well consistent and you're thinking, yeah, I'm doing the right things. But then when you don't get picked for the first team, you're then like, oh, so I'm doing the right things, but I'm not getting picked. Yeah. Do I really still want to be playing 23s or should I actually go and learn and play senior football, do the right things there to prove that, I, well, I'm playing senior football and I can do it senior football? Yeah. It's just like it, the battle is very constant. Like, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. Not like never stops with day in, day out. You're always your mind can change like that within a second, yeah. And it must be harder knowing that. So, I'm looking at the table now, Charlton are what sixth going chasing you know promotion and whatever. Like, you obviously want to give to that, and you obviously back your ability to play in League One. Does it make it is it hard to be like? You know what? I'm being disrespected here, knowing this. It might not actually be a personal thing, and it's just that you just got to work harder. How? Like, do you ever think that? Nah, this is a disrespect. I know I'm good enough to play League One. Yeah. Well, sometimes I feel like that, but then I also feel like there must be a reason why I'm not playing. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's one. Yeah, I feel like disrespect that like I'm doing all the right things. Why am I not playing? But then, on the other hand, I got to look at myself and think. What, what are you not doing that they don't think you're good enough to come and play? Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and I use the term disrespect very loosely. I don't mean like actual, they're disrespecting you. Yeah, I know you mean, yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. Just when people watch this, I don't want them to now start. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> do you get what yeah. I'm saying? But yeah. who in that Charlton team, like, do you look up to and think, what a player? Or do you just try to learn from? First team I'm talking about. Um... You feel it's quite a, it's quite a few. I mean, there's 
Chooks and Nico. Oh yeah. I th- I think he's an absolute joke of a player. Yeah. A joke. Yeah. I think he's so like so sick. Like <laughs> he's he's too good. Way too good for League One. Yeah. Um, Deji. Deji. Deji's a very good defender. Like even a midfielder. I think mm. he's very good at, as a midfielder as a four. Even guys like um Jason Pierce. Okay. Like, like I think he's a he's a very good player and a leader as well. He's with the young lads, he's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh but I was injured the same time he was injured, so I did my rehab with him and yeah. he helped quite a lot. So him and Darren Prattley as well. They're both like very experienced, but they're very good with the young lads. Yeah. And it's 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 good when you're around those players and you can actually see what it's like to be like a professional. Because Prattley, I know for a fact, is a model professional, but yeah. yeah. So what what's that like for you? Like taking that on and implementing that into like just your life and everything? It just it's in terms of like implementing your life, like it makes you do the right things on and off the pitch because I've come to realise if you do the right things off the pitch, you tend to end up doing the right things on the pitch. And I've kind of realised that late because I was doing silly stuff off the pitch and then I realised that it, it it ended, I was ending up doing silly stuff on the pitch. Mm-hmm. But now you come to realise that that's the case. So I think if you're professional off the pitch, then your whole demeanour and your whole self on the pitch changes. Yeah, and and I don't want to bring more attention to the fact that you are um, young because at the end of the day, no matter how old you are, you're still a man at the end of the day. But what is is it like trying to battle with, you know, having to be disciplined in your field, but then also having to cut out, like, your real life? Because at the end of the day, you still want to have a life and whatever, but... Like so, I think the point I'm trying to make is is the sacrifice it, it takes. How hard is it for you to to make that sacrifice at times when you could easily just go off the rail a bit? Yeah, well, I think like I feel like at the start of let's for example, when I was like a scholar coming up to over now, like I wouldn't really make them sacrifices. I just do whatever I want mm. when I wanted, and I think you could really tell. That not in terms of my play on the pitch, but the way I used to be around people mm. and the way I used to conversate with people, that like, there would be some sort of like an attitude or some sort of like people would say you got you just seem like you got a chip on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. But then now I think I'm more like for example, the other day I was even gonna I was, I was even thinking of tweeting something very, very, very silly. Mm-hmm. Like very silly. And then you then think to yourself, "What are you, what are you doing? Like, mm. you don't, you don't need to do that. Like, look at the position you're in, and nowadays people are even looking up to you. So, mm. you look at yourself and be professional. Don't do it. And I think that's what like the, the sacrifices that you have to make to uh, to potentially reach the top, which is obviously where you are want to. Yeah. So, uh, understanding the platform you have, yeah, yeah, is, yeah. is definitely something I was gonna. I'm going to speak on like obviously the, the more you play first team games you know the more you're you're in and around you know the Charlton and scoring goals for the under 23s more eyes are on you is that something you had to learn to um get used to do you know what I mean and was it ever was there ever a point where you didn't realize the platform you had 
Yeah. And, and how do you keep it in check? Is that like a job for the agents and stuff like that? Or is that just... just no, I, think, I think myself, I feel like uh, I'm very good on um, the social the social mm-hmm. media sort of thing. So uh, I, I interact with, with the fans quite a bit, to be fair. Because mm. people don't see, but sometimes you get a lot of DMs. I think the first... The first time I played, I think when I came back, when I got recalled from Colchester, was when I realised how much limelight I had at, like from the fans, how much they did like me. Because the messages I was receiving was like overwhelming. Mm. So, um, so I tried to, in a way, give back in by interacting with them, doing Q and A's. Obviously, some questions they ask that like, you really can't answer. <laughs> <laughs> you can't answer. But like, yeah, I try to interact with them. I even did a giveaway last year, mm. so um, I do try to interact with them quite a bit. But you know what? That's I think personally, that's that's important. When not only are you doing the business on the on the pitch, training hard and working hard for the club, but when the fans feel like you know they can actually reach out to you, it just helps you because you know you're going to go through bad times as a player. It happens to everyone. Yeah. So it helps when, even during those bad times, because you have that relationship with the fans, they're able to just be like, you know what, actually, no. Like, let's yeah. give them a chance and, and let's give them a, um, a chance to get through it. But the other thing I wanted to touch on as well is that you mentioned um, people talking about you've got a chip on your shoulder and whatnot. Like, for you, you come across as very, not shy, but just you just do your thing and... And, yeah. and go on. So because you're not like out there and extroverted, people might look at your body language and and say, oh, like you've got a chip on your shoulder. What yeah. what does that do for you? And how does that make you feel knowing that ain't the case? Before it used to annoy me, mm-hmm. but but now it's just that it is it is where it is that that's that's what people's opinion on me that then I can't I can try to change it, but it's very hard to change people's opinions yeah. like first impressions are very hard to change and yeah. I'm not the type of person as you said like I'm a quiet a quiet guy I can't like I do what I gotta do and then I I keep it moving sort of thing so um yeah. it's before it used to annoy me like every whenever someone you say about no I don't like and it would turn into like a a dispute and of, then and then it ends up being a thing where you're 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 now defending the fact that you're not this and yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm doing the same thing. That is so you do. But now I'm just like I think the more I've grown up is the more I've matured that you can't really change what you can't change who you are to please mm. everyone. Mm. So, was, was there ever a point though where you know when you know you were you're aware that people might be thinking or saying these things about you? So it almost for a while changes your approach to games and changes how you interact with people and almost comes across like you just gotta play the game. Yeah, but with me, I'm I'm very bad at playing the game. <laughs> I, I'm so I'm so bad. Mm. I get told to play the game quite a lot, but I, I can't I can't do it. It's I don't know why, but it's just it's just not in me. I I just can't do it. Mm. Jace Jason you has been saying it for years that you need to bro, broaden your shoulders, just be more. Mm. Well, I think it's changed. It's changed more this year because obviously I've been I've been captain in it, so. Yeah, it's come with a different sort of role mm. when you're captain. So I think it's changed more this year. Mm. But before, I, could, I couldn't do the, the playing the game thing. And it's mad because 
I hear what what Yuli's saying, but at the same time, you shouldn't have to do that. Yeah, you shouldn't have to do that. And get me, it's anyway. I'm I'm just glad I'm on the other side of things now because in this social media era and everything, where all eyes are on you, and before, like a lot of the eyes were only on the Premier League, but now there's a lot on Championship League One. League, I couldn't do it, man. So so so, so fair play to you, man. But was football always a thing? When you were like when you're younger, was that always what you just wanted to do, or did you just kind of fall into it? Always, always, always. this is always. My mum's like very into football. My mm. uncle's very into football, so that like, I've kind of been born into like football fanatic. They're football freaks, so yeah. I think since the very young age, I've been like, yeah, I'm gonna be a footballer. Yeah. What 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 um what team did you grow up supporting? Arsenal. Love that, love that, love that. Um, let's talk about Arsenal for a second. How do you, how do you feel like they're doing this year? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Bro, I'm with you, man. It's, I'm with you. There's times, I, but it's, it's, it's mad because I don't even tear my shirt anymore. I just look and I just, <laughs> like even now that we're playing well, I don't even want to get too far ahead of myself because yeah, nah, it's, 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 <laughs> next week. Do you get what I'm saying? But when you see players like Emil Smith Rowe coming on now and, and doing his bits and young player just, just given a chance. And you know, he went on loan last year um, at Huddersfield and did well. What does that do for you? Because obviously it's a different team, but the situation's still the same at the end of the day. Like you could yeah. give him your chance and then you just hit off. Does it inspire you to just go out there and just know that anything can happen? Yeah. 100%. When you look at players like that, you think, yeah, you want to do that. Because I've played against him and like, I've known he's been a baller since we, we were young. Mm. So when you played against him, I played against him, I'm thinking, he, if he's there, I want to be there. He's yeah. there playing week in, week out. Yeah. Like, mm. even people like, people our age, I think sometimes with us young footballers, we can't look at people our age and say, yeah, they're an inspiration. But mm. like, I look at him and think, yeah, that's an inspiration. Like he's doing that now. Like I want to be doing what he's doing. Yeah, he's he's definitely a good player, man. He's his around the corner passes. Stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah stop. Who else? Very like, good. who else have you played against? Who's gone on to like kick on at um from like youth level, academy level? Who's now gone on to really do bits? The Callum, Callum has another. He, uh, he. I always hear he was, hear a, he was joke. a joke. Yeah, I always hear he joke. was a joke. Like yeah. we used to play against him, I think, oh my god. I was like, nah, I can't I can't even be bothered. I remember <laughs> one time. <laughs> I, remember, I remember one time we were playing Chelsea at uh our training ground and we were one no up. Like obviously when you're one no up against Chelsea, it's a big thing because no one really beats Chelsea. So we're one no up. He gets the ball like in the corner. This is bad for me, isn't it? But like one of my teammates, I'm not even gonna mention his name because he gets bad when, when we talk about <laughs> this all the time. One of my teammates was there, and then I should have come back for like a two v one. But then I thought I can't lie; I don't even want to be involved in what was about mm-hmm. to happen. He's done a flip flap through his legs, and he just whacked it left foot finish. And I'm just <laughs> yeah, he's done a flip flap and he whacked left foot bins. I was like, ah. Oh. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, no, when when I, I always hear stories, because I'm not going to lie, I didn't really know much about um, Callum Hudson-Odoi at youth level. 
Yeah. You know what I'm I see him now and and he obviously looks like like a, a big player and he's got mad potential and everything. But everyone always tells me and all I all I ever hear is how mad he was at youth level. Lord, yeah. Like and to be honest, when you got teams, when you ever made that many first team opportunities and you got teams that buy a Munich really ready to splash like yeah, there's, exactly, a reason, yeah. there's a reason for it. Yeah. But you as as your career goes on now, like you obviously see yourself going to the top. What do you feel like you have to do or have to improve on or just maybe take on for you to get there? I probably in terms of on the pitch, probably the I think th- this season's been my most I've been well when I think the period when I was at so the period of when I was at Bromley on loan, mm-hmm. that's been my I was very consistent in terms of my playing. I was playing well, getting a run of games, then Colchester very consistent then that obviously ended glory called and then now it's like I've been consistent I think it's just consistent and getting a run of games mm. so being consistently good at a high level getting consistent 9 out of 10 10 out of 10 performances yeah. and in the in the match not drifting in and out of the game just staying mm. in the game yeah and for, for like the whole period long periods of time yeah, I, I think that's something that because um, I remember when I was a, when I was a young player coming up, that was a problem that I had. I used to have moments in games. Yeah, I used to have, I used to have a, lo- a load of moments, and that uh, people always used to say, "You need to, you know, have an impact throughout the game. You need to be involved." And and I was like, "But the ball's not coming to me. What do you want me to do?" Yeah. And blah blah blah. But then you know, as I think as time goes on, you learn to just um, make it happen. For yourself yeah. I'm, I'm under no illusion that you'll make it happen uh, you've got tons of ability tons of potential so you'll, you'll definitely definitely get there but in terms of game time what does that do because I always like to hear players talk about like what affects them mentally because how much does actual an actual run of games for you contribute to your your performances because sometimes you see people who have been out for like you know, in and out of the team, you know, some blah, 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 and they're not performing and people are calling them rubbish. And, you know, like, yeah. I think the one that comes to my mind is is Pogba. So earlier on the season, Pogba was on the bench coming on, but, and he weren't really doing too much. But now yeah. you give him a run of games and he's obviously performing and people are acting like he just learned how to play football yesterday. Yeah. yeah, what I'm saying, like, so for you, how much does that contribute for you in terms of the run of games? For me, well, yeah, for me, I think mentally, when you have a run of games, you, you it instantly think, okay, after three games, you think, okay, so I'm, I'm actually playing well. This is the reason why I'm in the team. I need to keep the same standard this game. You play well this game. And then if you keep, keep when you keep the same standards, you don't want, the worst feeling is not being on the bench. Yeah. That the bench, coming off the bench is the worst feeling. Like, yeah. I couldn't stress that. Uh, the, so I couldn't stress that enough. Like coming off the bench is the worst feeling. So I think when you get a run of games, even mentally, I've called, I think fitness is mental. So even mentally, you think you're fit. So you, then you end up doing more. Mm. So I think it helps. It helps a lot when you get a, a long run of games. It helps. It helps a lot in terms of fitness and your mentally. Your your mentally, you're free in a way. Or mm. free. I'm playing. The gaffer's got trust in me, so I need to repay that trust. Yeah, I mean, you say fitness is mental. I used to think that until I turned 30, 31, 32. 
them, them runs, <laughs> them runs are a lot harder. And and obviously, as time went on, cause I used to be left mid. I'm now left back, centre back. When I play left back, I'm not gonna lie to you. I do. I've got about one overlap in me. I've got, <laughs> I've got about one overlap in me, and that's it. Like literally, I I pop the ball off to you, and and you do your thing. You do your thing. <laughs> Listen, no, 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 it's not, it's not happening. It's not happening. But um, your favorite position is. Centre midfield. So the reason why I ask that because when you're young coming up, managers often kind of shoehorn you in certain areas to just for you to develop your game. And because you're young, do you get what I'm saying? How annoying is that when you know what you can do in your position, but you know, in order to get into the first team, you just got to play a role that is different to what you've actually been doing and caught the eye with. What's how? What's that like for you? Do I had the prime example when I was at Colchester. Yeah. So when I was there, so I went, so that how that all came about was very, like, very um abrupt. So mm. deadline day, I was in Sheffield with uh, the 23s, mm-hmm. getting ready to play the next day. I get a phone call just saying, like, okay, so Colchester want you alone, this, that, this, that. I was like, all right, cool, fair enough. But at that time, I didn't know they had brought me in as a right back. Mm-hmm. So, because um, in pre-season, I played as a right wing back for the first team. Yeah. And I was top scorer for the whole of pre-season. So, I didn't know they brought me in as a right back. I thought I was getting as a centre midfielder. But then um, I've gone there, a couple training sessions. Um, he's The gaffer's got, like, you're not a right back, you're a centre midfielder. So I, I'm just thinking, what? Well, okay, well, I thought I was saying instead of yeah, <laughs> I thought I was right, cool. So it got to a point where I was getting a run of games there, and I was playing sentiment forward week in week out, that sentiment forward. But then I think there was a bit of a dispute with Charlton mm. at the time because I think Charlton see saw me at the time as a right wing back, and then obviously Colchester. The gaffer's not hearing it. He's just saying yeah. he's a centre midfielder. Mm. So then all of a sudden I've stopped playing games. Now I'm not in the squad no more. Like mm. I've stopped playing games because obviously one team sees me as a my parent club see me as a a wing back. But then the team I'm at now think, no, like you're one of the best midfielders we've got here. I, yeah. I'm playing you in midfield. So I think that's a prime example of um of the them just changing, changing your position, but that's, yeah. got, that's got to be frustrating for you, man. Uh, uh, <laughs> at that time, uh, at that time, I mentally, if I didn't mentally, but if I didn't speak to my mum a lot, because I wasn't even at home at that time, I was mm. living in Colchester, so mm. difficult training all week. Then, so I've gone from playing week in week out to literally not it's not even starting then bench then out of the squad literally from yeah. starting it's not even in the squad to even the checker trade game like not even being involved in the checker trade game mm. so mentally i think it, it that like that damaged me a lot mentally us that if i didn't have the support of friends at the time i was living with one friend called michael scarlett mm. that that's my boy if i didn't have him there at the time 
I don't know because it that that moment in in terms of my career was very tough, and, very very tough. And like when you're going through these things, it's it's very hard to talk to people who aren't in the game. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Is is that is that a constant struggle for you as well? Like you you feel like you know you can only really people who the only people who really understand it are people who have been through it or people that are currently going through it but obviously not everyone in your life is in football so yeah, what, what does that do for you yeah like there's a, there's always so i can speak to my mom about everything but when i speak to my mom she's just straight like nah these are it you know like i'm mm. not hearing it yeah so it's, it's sometimes hard to to speak to my mom but uh i think because my friends that like i got the friendship we've got, we're very like supportive of each other, sort of thing. So you mm. can speak about stuff like that. And one person who helped me a lot at Colchester was Niz Frank Newball. Uh, big him up, good speak, guy, man. Yeah, good guy. yeah. I spoke to him quite a bit. And he helped. He helped me a lot in yeah. Colchester. So um, I think senior pros and being able to speak to senior pros because he was a senior pro at the time. So and he's very um, he's not serious. He's just calm isn't it like the guy is an yeah. absolute he's he's a joker but he's not a joker yeah <laughs> he's a joker but he's not a joker like me and him play fifa quite a lot in it yeah and sometimes he wins not often but sometimes he wins there and then he'll whatsapp me and i'm like this guy being serious or i don't know like, we need to throw hands or something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does too much sometimes he's too funny yeah no, I'm wow. about, he's, he's, he's a good guy man but yeah no um love for this man and you know what I mean that like hopefully the rest of the season goes well have you got any targets for the rest of the season obviously make first team appearances but any yeah, any any that which are etched in your mind that like, this is what I need for the for the from now to the end of the season sorry either to to go alone and play or oh you you want to go alone yeah no yeah yeah so either to go alone and play are we allowed to say that yeah Okay, cool, cool, cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. Either, either to go and learn and play first team football, or to uh, if I don't, if I'm not able to go and learn, obviously, COVID, the salary caps, and all that is loads of nowadays, there's loads of um obstacles in the way mm. to making that happen. So, if that doesn't happen, then I'm still gonna try my best, still make it hard for him, not make it hard for the gaffer not to notice me, yeah. Yeah, like still scoring goals so that it goes on Twitter so that he can see that I'm scoring goals. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I want to make it impossible for him to not see that I'm doing well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's good. Um, one last one on on Lee Boyer. What's he like? He's a bad man. Oh, okay, cool, cool. I thought he was going to say something, but I'm going to have to edit out. I was about to say, hey, what's going on here? What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you uh, um, the character. It's so funny because, like, I feel like I'm going to have to edit all this out. No, no, you're gonna, you're gonna have to. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna edit this. I'm gonna edit. It. Don't, don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> okay, let's leave that bit then. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So, um, yeah, no, no. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, yeah, all the best for the season. What you got planned for the rest of the day? I'm just gonna chill. There's football on tonight, so I'm just gonna. I know that's why I'm not gonna lie to you. That's why I'm rushing you off. No, I'm joking. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, joking no, I'm not rushing you. Off. He's playing today, actually. He's the first match. I know Man United are playing. Oh, yeah, that's I later on. Yeah, 
don't know who's playing for us, but whoever's on. Yeah, hopefully they get carried, but I can't stand that team. But, <laughs> yeah, so love for that. Are you a FIFA player? Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. I've got a thing where I play my my, my guests. So um, I'll definitely be playing you, but I don't know, you young boys, I know you've got a bit too much time on your hands. You, you lot are quite good. Do you get what I'm saying? The, the best player, I've, I have to admit, the best player I've, I've come up against so far is um, Mark Boller. Oh, is it? Yeah, he's good. Nah, he's good. He's good, but he's good, yeah. I don't like playing him because he's he's cocky with it. He's, <laughs> he's cocky with it, and then he, and then he, like if it's a close game, like he'll he'll play you again. Do you get us? Because he's like Just no, no, no. It. But the yeah. moment he beats you, you're not seeing him for for a long time. <laughs> you're not you're not seeing him for a long time. So so Mark Muller, I'm 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 on to you. Do you get us? <laughs> me, me and you, me and you will 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 we'll get it. We'll get it cracking. Don't worry, man. But um, yeah, so love for this. Um, all the best again. And guys at home watching, hope you've enjoyed or listening, however you listen. Um, hope you've enjoyed it. Keep liking, subscribing, sharing. This has been another one. Get in the comments. Hashtag counterattack podcast. And we are out.